It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nashville, Tennessee, to wherever you're cheering on your Tennessee Titans. The Sobros Network presents the unofficial Titans Podcast. Sobros Nation, welcome back to another episode of the unofficial Titans Podcast right here on the Sobros Network. We got episode 57 on deck for you today. A lot to get into. We haven't talked about the Titans free agent signings on this show just yet. We're going to dive into that today. I'll be your host for the show with EIC at SobrosNetwork.com. Big Natural, Stoney Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stoney Keeley. Follow us collectively at Titans Pod on Twitter and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. Joined as usual by my co-host on the unofficial Titans podcast, the man himself coming to us live from the dad zone, outspoken Owen Reed. Owen, how you feeling today, man? Stony, so far so good. I can't complain. It's a beautiful Tuesday. It's not. It's actually gross outside. Uh, <laughs> it's all about perspective, I guess. It's every day's a beautiful day if you have a beautiful state of mind. That's what I'm hearing. I'm all for that mentality. But yeah, it is gross. It's like overcast. It was a little chilly this morning. Your boy stepped out to get his COVID vaccine this morning, round number one. Didn't didn't bother me at all. I was hoping I could do some like I would I could make some funny joke about, you know, growing a third arm or something like that. And then it would just be a dick joke. But I never I never spent the time to develop that one. So it's just gonna have to sit out there for now. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, figure, we'll get it there. There's we'll, something there. <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go, as is the uh, the Sobros Network way. Well, before we dive into today's show, Owen, let them know how they can hit you up on social media. So you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at OutspokenOwen at O-U-T-S-P-O-K-E-N-O-W-E-N. Get this man to the spelling bee. He's on a roll. Owen, how's that back holding up, by the way? Back's doing great. Uh, surgery went really well, smooth. After finally like five days of straight sleep getting off of anesthesia, Oof. I feel good. Uh, I can leave the house now. I can walk around. Uh, life is getting back. Life finds a way. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the last time we did this podcast, you had been in bed for like three weeks straight at that point, if I can recall correctly. 
Uh, I think the number got to a month and a half, and it was <laughs> it was not fun. I watched a lot of TV. I caught up <laughs> on a lot of stuff. Uh, but it's good to take a break. Well, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that you're out of the dad zone, but the dad zone's still rocking, though, right? Always rocking. Always rocking at the dad zone. Okay, well, those of you that don't know this, the unofficial Titans podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. And guys, NFL draft season is upon us. It's possible that you might have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. For all my draft geeks out there, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code SOBROSTITANS at manscaped.com. Look, the vaccine's rolling out. Owen, have you been vaccinated yet? I have. I got both doses. The Both doses. My man's a two-timer. That's what we call a champ here on the Unofficial Titans podcast. I got mine. The The second dose is coming my way on 420. Smoke them if you got him. But the point is, we're a year into this, this COVID-19 pandemic, and we're starting to get the vaccine coming out. People are starting to get healthy again. They're starting to leave their house again. You know, after a year of not sexing out in the streets, people are horny and they're riled up, but you don't want to do this with Trevor Lawrence's hair bristling out of your pubes or are your pubes bristling out of that's really weird if you've got hair growing on your pubes anyway pubes on pubes <laughs> pubes on pubes on pubes on pubes that's what manscaped is trying <laughs> to cut back on will your favorite team go defensive back in the first round not sure but i am sure that with the lawnmower 3.0 you can get your d back I see what you did there, Manscaped. I see it. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarter balls. I want you to look in the mirror. Do you see any nose or ear hairs dangling? Man, I tell you what, I just turned 34, and I don't know if, well, I shouldn't say just. It was last, last June. My birthday's in the summertime. I'm 34 and I'm starting to see a little bit of nose hair coming out and it is, you know what, it's pretty debilitating to the, uh, to the psyche. I'm a pretty egotistical guy. So I see that and I think, no, this is not happening to me, but it does. And 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. You don't want Trevor Lawrence's hair up your nose either, but the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer is your solution. So why not use the best tools for the job here? Their performance package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs, which are smooth as hell, and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. I completely butchered that last sentence. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant that ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg or smelling like eggs. I've never, I've never, you know what? I don't smell eggs when I smell sweaty balls, but to be fair, I don't, you know, I'm not going around sniffing people's sweaty balls. Maybe my balls just don't smell like eggs, and it's a pretty common thing among men. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. 
It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your testes a boost. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SOBROSTITANS at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping with the code SOBROSTITANS at manscaped.com. It's time you turn that team in your pants around with Manscaped. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about all the free agent signings on defense for the Tennessee Titans on this week's unofficial Titans podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney Keeley chatting with outspoken Owen Reed about the Titans free agency hall so far at the time of this recording. Let's start with the defense, Owen, because it's something that you and I have talked about ad nauseum on this show over the past couple of months. It was something that had to be addressed. It was priority number one, fixing that defense. They go out, they get Bud Dupree, they get Danico Autry, they sign Janoris Jenkins, Jack Rabbit, they get Kevin Johnson, and they re-sign Jayon Brown. What's your take overall of this haul that the Titans have made on defense so far? So it is an absolute overhaul with a lot of surprises. Yeah. Uh, more so in who they didn't sign uh, than who they brought on. Uh, but you also can't complain about a defense that was ranked 29th last year making yeah. moves. Like, needed to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, I think it was a pretty bold statement by John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. We were talking about – Maybe they don't get rid of Malcolm Butler. Maybe they get rid of Adoree Jackson instead. We were talking about saving all the money by cutting Butler. But the debate was always Butler versus Jackson. And it it seemed out of the realm of possibility that they would just cut both. But that's exactly what happened. Do you think it was just purely purely cap numbers? Or do you think there's something to the the people out there saying that Adoree Jackson just looked disinterested in football near the end of 2020? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about how uh, the Titans management wasn't really happy with uh, Adoree's work ethic through uh, injury rehab. Yeah. Uh, that they say played into him not getting re-signed. Uh, and I can see that, you know. He's he's up in New York with the Giants now. He's reunited with Logan Ryan. So best of luck to him. So we thought that whenever they signed Shane Bowen to be the defensive coordinator moving forward, that it was a clear indication that that Vrabel and company were saying, basically, uh, this is a personnel issue. This isn't an issue with us as coaches. Shane Bowen did a fine job in 2020. It just didn't stick with the players. And the way they've approached free agency kind of confirms that, you know, they, they cut Kenny Vaccaro, Butler's gone, Jackson's gone. They're replacing guys that, um, that they um, don't feel maybe did the best job. And it's like this whole secondary. We talked all season long about how shitty the coverage was. 
and we heard Kevin Byard talk about communication issues, this kind of holds steady with that line of thinking that it didn't work. They're just going to blow it all up and use the cap money elsewhere. So priority number one in free agency, we thought was the pass rush. They go out and they get Bud Dupree. He signs a five-year, $82.5 million deal, $35 million guaranteed of that. TJ Watts said this is a great player and an even better teammate. Cam Hayward, Tennessee just got a hell of a man in Bud Dupree. Y'all just don't know how great he is. He is coming off of the torn ACL. There were some concerns about whether or not he was a sort of one-year wonder affected by all of the talent around him in this Pittsburgh defense. Owen, what are your what are your overall takeaways from from Bud Dupree as he's now a Tennessee Titan? I mean, I'm for it. It's, it's ski mask season, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited to see how it works out. But uh, yes, very optimistic about the signing. Yeah, I, I think you were a little more uh, optimistic about it than I was. Uh, when we, we did our free agency preview, talked about some areas of need for the Titans and guys that they could fill those needs with. Bud Dupree was on my list, but I, I thought there were I thought there were better guys out there. Uh, this in conjunction with the Danico Autry signing for me is what is what really sold me on it because you're you're really beefing up your front seven with a couple of guys that agitate quarterbacks. Autry eats up blocks and Dupree is I don't want to say he's a specialist because I think once you watch some of his his film, you see that he is a little more complete as a player than people gave him credit for. But you needed somebody that could finish and tackle quarterbacks, could sack quarterbacks and get to the quarterbacks. And that's what he does. 19 and a half sacks, 32 quarterback hits over the last two seasons for the Steelers. He's a freak athlete. I think it was, yeah, it was Will Lomas that tweeted the play in which he beats two blocks, beats the tight end inside, dodges the running back or the running back trying to chop him down. Lamar Jackson thinks he's getting away, but Dupree plants his foot, swings and closes in the blink of an eye forces the fumble. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of finishing you get out of Bud Dupree. How important do you think Owen it was specifically to get that aspect from a pass rusher where the Titans didn't have it in 2020? Yeah, this was a team with like absolutely no teeth when it came to uh quarterback hits. Yeah. Per se, uh we had Clowney that had a lot of good pressure but never closed. Uh so yeah, Pressure's good, but closing that, you know, sack out and finally getting that, you know, I, I think Bud Dupree's going to be the one to get us to that next level. Yeah, and uh, he's a pretty tenacious guy. Uh, Coach Brandon Jordan posted the highlight video, uh, stuff that it, it wasn't just him hitting quarterbacks, but the, the kind of setup work that he does with his feet and with his body, his hands. Uh, he earns the right to rush the passer, to quote Coach Brandon Jordan on Twitter. That video, I think, is also up on Mike Herndon's Twitter as well. Uh, just the way like offensive linemen get their hands on Bud Dupree, but those feet keep moving, man. Uh, excellent footwork to position himself to go after passers or to stop the run. So it's there's there's a bit of a more of a cerebral aspect to his game that I don't think he gets credit for. He beats one-on-one blocks, has a nasty spin move that's on tape a few times, kind of a relentless guy, and the word I wrote down was missile because it looks like 
you just load this boy up in the defense and press the launch button and he's going to hit people. He's going to affect plays. And it's not just hitting the quarterback, but getting in the backfield and and making tackles, stopping plays from happening, getting sacks. He really does seem like he has the pedigree to be one of the best pass rushers in the entire NFL. So my question to you, Owen, knowing what you know about this Titans defense, can Bud Dupree be that guy in this Titans defense with what's around him? Uh, that's a difficult toss-up question because uh, bringing it back to when we started the conversation, was it the personnel or was it the yeah. coaching? You know, uh, I wouldn't be so quick to say that Shane Bowen was out there killing it and then nobody was listening. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, <clears throat> you know, I, I like Brable, but don't give that man credit that he don't deserve. Yep. Uh, or give him credit on things he does deserve credit for if it's a mess up. So uh, potential's there. Potential's definitely there. But I think it also comes down to how we execute with communication uh, or how we draw things up. Uh, I think that's also a very big question mark still left with me. And to be fair, we don't know that the Titans are done. I mean, there's certainly the NFL draft to go, but it's not like free agency is over and they can't sign anyone. So it's still possible that they could add a couple more guys to that pass rush rotation to really complete the overhaul for 2021. What about the ACL injury? Are you concerned about that at all? Uh, I mean, with a major injury like that, you always wonder if somebody's going to come back the same. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things you just have to watch and figure out. Uh, some do, some don't. I'll say this and, and, and I'm with you. Like it's, it's kind of, you have to wait and see, you have to wait and see how these things are going to pan out, but you can certainly see the vision for putting Dupree in the Titans defense between the need and the, the talent, the ability it's all there for this to happen. Now you just have to see it happen, but I will say this ACL tears are not the death knell that they were 10, 15 years ago. I mean, we've seen, was it Adrian Peterson that didn't he tear his ACL and then come back and have a 2000 yard season? Like we're seeing guys, Taylor Lewan's another one that, that recovers from these, these ligament tears. Uh, it, it's just not the death sentence on a career that it used to be. So I would say be a little more optimistic for me. I'm a little more concerned about his fit in the defense and, and trusting the Titans coaching staff to use him effectively than I am the, the torn ACL. So that's that's where I'm at with Bud Dupree. I wasn't as hot on this signing uh, until I saw the dominoes fall and, and you start to read up more and you watch more on, on the players once they're on your team. So I've come around. I really like what he brings to this defense. I think they needed a pure pass rush element and they got a pure pass rush element with Bud Dupree. Let's talk about Danico Autry now. Three years, $21.5 million, $9 million guaranteed. This guy has terrorized the Titans. And you heard John Robinson talk about it. It not only not only is it good to have a guy like that on your defense, but you take him away from the Colts, so now you don't have to play him twice a year anymore. But he can do multiple things along the defensive line. This came to us courtesy of Teron Davenport on Twitter. He had seven and a half sacks as an interior rusher. 57.8% of his pass rushes were versus double teams, created five sacks, and had an 11.6% pass rush win rate. So not the outside linebacker, but this guy can affect the quarterback from the defensive line. 
and he can take up double teams to free up lanes for for uh, other guys like Landry and like Dupree. What do you make of the signing of Danico Autry, Owen? Uh, I like it a lot, too. Uh, like you said, the Colts have a killer defense. Uh, he's absolutely a contributor to that, and it's good to take him away. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, we're going to talk about Jayon Brown, Janoris Jenkins, and Kevin Johnson, but we're going to take a quick break to pay some bills here on this week's episode of the Unofficial Titans podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney and Owen chatting about the defensive free agent hall for the Tennessee Titans to date. Uh, one of the biggest moves, in my opinion, is getting Jayon Brown back. And the contract is really interesting here because it looks like a one-year $5.3 million deal, but it's officially a three-year deal with some voidable years thrown in there. They're spreading out the signing bonus, lowering the 2021 cap hit to just $3.49 million. And of course, they'll be paying Brown beyond this season if he doesn't stick with the team. So that comes to us courtesy of Titans Wire. Titans Wire, part of the USA Today Network with an excellent breakdown of the contract up there. This is a this is a big signing, and you saw this defense start to get better once Jayon Brown started to get better. and And to me, it looked like that Steelers game when Jayon really turned it on and started being the the linebacker that we know he can be. And then the defense is showing improvement. And then the Ravens game, he takes that fucking cheap shot, and he's injured for the season. And then things are are derailed once again. How important do you think it was, Owen, to get Jayon Brown back for 2021? Yeah, I think it's a good signing, uh, a big signing. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we didn't full on just clear house. Uh, it shows that you know we're not going to just completely throw our players under the bus on everything. Uh, we might on most things, but not everything. It's a trend that I don't like I see from the Titans lately. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, Jayon had, like you said, shown some leadership. Uh, you know, a, a dumb play got him out. Uh, but I think that uh, it's somebody that can be developed, that fits good with the scheme, uh, and that could come back and contribute. Yeah, and this one was really interesting because not – not long before he was signed, Buck Rising was reporting that Jayon Brown wasn't going to come back to the Titans. And the information he was given, he feels like was to kind of drive the price down on Brown. So there's a little bit of juicy juice there that we don't, we don't know about that uh, Buck felt like he was fed misinformation. Uh, I'll let Buck talk about that. He talked about it on 104.5 The Zone last week. Uh, but Mike Keith also talked about Jayon Brown and how he's sort of an extension of Mike Vrabel on the field and how he's the communicator. He can do a lot of different things and he's really kind of the glue that holds it all together, which would make sense. Like if they're having all of these communication issues on defense, 
Jayon Brown's not playing well to start the season. They finally start get things going when Jayon Brown starts to improve, and then he gets hurt and the defense is bad again. Do you think it's it's that simple? Uh, I, I mean, what do you think the, the book is on Jayon Brown here as the, the communicator of the defense? Uh, if he's the communicator on the defense, we need work, clearly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, hope, hopefully that does get developed and uh, we figure that out. But, yeah, if, if, he's, if he's the big communicator out there, we need to work on that. Yeah, and I, I hate to keep bringing this up. I sound like a, a broken record, but this is the Titans' decision to say, hey, we're going to run back the defense from 2020 because the issue was not the system or the scheme or the coaching. This was personnel. So they clearly think like the model we had, Shane Bowen as DC, Mike Vrabel as head coach, and Jayon Brown as the communicator from the linebacker position, that's what's going to work. So we're going to run it back in 2021. I think this is another indication of that. But with these three signings on defense, they they get a lot more physical up front in the front seven. There's speed, there's versatility with Bud Dupree. We know about Jayon Brown and his versatility. Danico Autry is an upgrade. I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to benefit from this as well. Hopefully, hopefully Rashawn Evans benefits from this as well. And then Harold Landry should should see some improvement too. So I think uh, you know, there's probably another couple of pieces that they're going to add. I, I think they should get a, another veteran free agent pass rush specialist to come in. I think they should draft another guy to develop as well and really complete the process. But I think you do good to, to get this front seven beefed up the way that they have. I want to ask you real quick, because we, we talked about Adoree Jackson being cut earlier. He gets a three-year, $39 million deal with the New York Giants, as you alluded to earlier. He's reunited with Logan Ryan. The Giants' defense, pretty good in 2020. What do you make of, of the Giants paying this man almost $40 million? I mean, that is a wild signing. <laughs> I, I, uh, Adoree basically robbed the Giants at this point. Uh, yeah. Based on uh, what you have to see off of him, I don't know if he's worth a $40 million contract, uh, which is maybe a good reason why we let him walk. It's a, uh, it's so, a big contract. Go, go, yeah. go get your money, I guess, but uh, I don't know if the Giants are going to be happy with that much. Yeah, I mean, good for good for Adoree Jackson. Let's not hate on the man for, for getting paid like this. He ends up making more money with the Giants than he would have this year with the Titans after being cut. Um, I still think there's a lot of potential in Adoree. I think he's a, a very talented, versatile defensive back. I think you saw marked improvement uh, throughout his career before the injury, but I don't think you can go out there and 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 not take it. I don't want to I don't want to insinuate that he wasn't taking it seriously, but it didn't look like he wanted to play at the end of 2020 once he came back from the injury. And I think that's something that creates a fracture for an organization. If that's the case and you're John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, you can't let that situation get worse. If those thoughts are creeping in, you're thinking like maybe this guy doesn't want to play football, you got to nip that in the bud and I think it was the right move to make. But I'm not going to laugh at the New York Giants for for making this move either because if if they get good Adori, if they get the guy that was trending in the right direction before this injury derailed him, then I think they're going to be getting a good player that's going to really complete their secondary that like you said still has Logan Ryan, has Jabril Peppers. 
there's some players there. Leonard Williams on defense. There's there's guys on that Giants defense that I think uh, could help make a Dory better, and I think he could fit in nicely there. Again, the big condition is if you get that good a Dory. So wish him nothing but the best. Get that money, kid. Get that money. They bring in Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit. It's kind of – I think that signing raised a few eyebrows because – Janoris Jenkins, his reputation precedes him. You know, he's he's not exactly been known to be the nicest guy on the field at all. And uh, I, I think when you look at the vibe in this this locker room, this team, I don't know. Maybe they needed a little bit of that aggressiveness. They needed a little bit of that that spark in the secondary. Janoris Jenkins is a great cover guy. J. Rob even said in a press conference earlier this week, he covers his guy. You know, you don't have to worry about it. And it makes sense. Like if you if you watch the Titans back in 2020, they just weren't covering people. They needed a guy with his skill set. Of course, you're worried about his his veteran status. You're worried about his attitude, that sort of thing. But didn't really hear a peep out of the guy when he was with the Saints. So what's your what's your take on this Janoris Jenkins signing? Are you a little apprehensive about it? Or are you here for it? I'm here for this one as well. Uh, you know, we had to make a move after losing a Dory Butler and King. Uh, King, the one being King, being the one that bothers me the most. Yeah, seeing what he signed for. Uh, but you know, you do bring in a veteran, uh, and you hope that Christian Fulton is gonna, you know, be right there with him to learn. Yeah, sure. Uh, that really helps out with his development. Uh, I like it. I'm I'm for this signing. And then lastly, before we shift gears and talk about the offense, there's Kevin Johnson. And uh, I don't I don't know. I don't get the vision for this. Uh, I think this is Mike Rabel being blindly loyal to his guys. He, he coached Johnson as the defensive coordinator when he was with Houston. Kevin Johnson hasn't been the best football player since, I think it was 2017, 2018, when he had a pretty decent year. Now, it looks like they may bring him in to be the nickel guy, um, I, I'm hoping you're more optimistic on I more optimistic on this signing than I am. But to me, I'm I'm having flashbacks to Jonathan Joseph right here, Owen. Yeah, I don't know if I'm optimistic on the signing. If anything, I looked at it now. It's just you know, thinking they did it for depth, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't see anything special there. I hope I'm wrong. And, and hopefully. I think they're going to end up spending a high draft pick on corner this year uh, because the market's kind of drying up and I don't know how much money they're going to want to throw at the position right now. So I think you could see the Titans take a, a corner in the first or second round this year. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. They need a wide receiver too. And and we'll talk about that on the other side of this break on the unofficial Titans podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back here on the unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney and Owen talking Titans free agents. Let's shift gears and talk about the offense. They signed Kendall Lamb. They, they re-signed Ty Sambrello. Uh, obviously, man, you look at what this offensive line was able to do 
with Dennis Kelly at right tackle and then the rotation of guys at left tackle with with Taylor Lewan's injury, the depth that they used, and then they still go out there and help block for a 2,000-yard rusher in Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I think this is the Titans kind of saying, hey, we don't, we don't need to spend the big money on a tackle. Obviously, Isaiah Wilson doesn't pan out. I think they're going to be set with these guys. I think you're, you're going to see Sambrello in that swing role where he's kind of the sixth man. I would expect Kendall Lamb to probably start at right tackle opposite Taylor Lewan, and then you got Saffold, Jones, and Davis as your interior. Um, what do you think of the, the decision to cut Dennis Kelly after the season he had for the Titans? I'm pissed about that one. Yeah. Man, I, I love Dennis Kelly as a player, as a person. Uh, this is kind of the pattern that I've been talking about of the Titans that have developed over the past two or three seasons is just that we have veterans that come in, serve the team really well, and then we kind of, you know, thank them on the way out. And uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like the trend. It, it's showing disrespect to guys that perform for us. Yeah, I didn't like that one either uh, because I didn't feel like that was justified. You you couldn't point at the right tackle position and say, hey, this was the reason that uh, the, the Titans didn't go very far in the playoffs. Uh, I, I just don't know how you do that and, and say it's an issue. Uh, it's it just a pure cap cut. That's all it is. It's just a way to save money. I was kind of nervous at the Kendall Lamb signing because I saw that and it kind of raised my eyebrows. And I told myself, well, I, they're just going to move on from Isaiah Wilson. They need some depth there. They don't know if they're going to bring back Sambrello. But then you see they cut Dennis Kelly, and it's like uh, they, they, wanted, they wanted the money. I mean, it was one of the top ten contracts on the team. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a business decision, I guess. But uh, I, I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't really get that one at all. Um, they re-signed Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swaim at the tight end position. Is that enough to replace Jonu Smith, or do you think they are not anywhere near done at the tight end position? Uh, I feel confident with what they have right now, uh, especially after the season that Ferkser had. Uh, Jonu was going to get paid, and he did get paid uh, up in New England, but I, I feel confident with what we have. I don't feel like a move is necessary, dependent on our limited cap. Yeah. Uh, I feel okay with it. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I think that's a good way of putting it. I think now, again, I, I always say this, but multiple things can be true. Jonu Smith is going to be hard to replace because guys like him at that position don't come around too often. I mean, he was the total package. He had athleticism to get out there make plays in the passing game. He could block. He was a willing blocker. Uh, in, in fact, I think he's injured on the play that um, sprung a big rush for Derrick Henry, but he's also asked to come in when Taylor Lewan goes down and do more blocking uh, and, and help get Derrick Henry to that 2,000-yard season. I think he's he's a dynamic tight end that is going to go to New England and, and people are going to finally realize his true potential, what he's really capable of. That is hard to replace on offense. Uh, and, and I don't get the people that are just acting like, oh, we're just going to plug Ferkser in and he's going to be just fine. But the issue with that is that maybe the Titans offense doesn't need that quite that level of play from the tight end position to succeed. 
And I think that's kind of what they're banking on. I'll probably mention this again before the show's over, but you're you're taking a little bit of a hit on offense to make your defense uh, equal to it, to, to, to raise the, the defense up uh, to be more competitive. You have to sacrifice something, and I think that came uh, with Jonu Smith and Corey Davis. So let's talk about Corey Davis while we're at it then. Signs with the New York Jets. I figure he'll probably get the chance to go there and be a number one receiver. How do you think the Titans recover from the loss of Corey Davis? Um, it, it's a major loss, uh, one that we kind of anticipated was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, there were talks that Corey Davis was willing to like give us a brother price and help us out and really work with the Titans on getting a good contract. It didn't work out. Uh, but as far as depth right now, uh, I'm trying to think of who our second – have we done anything with Khalif Raymond as far as re-signs? No, he's, he's gone, buddy. He, uh, they're, they're letting that man walk. So right now – Cameron Batson. It's A.J. Brown, Cameron Batson, and then Josh. the guy we're going to talk about shortly, Josh Reynolds, being signed from the uh, Los Angeles Rams. I mean uh, – that's a that's a tough tough scene to look at. Uh, as far as depth goes, you've got AJ Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL right now, one yeah. of the best up and coming, uh, and then a whole lot of practice squad. <laughs> and I like Cameron Batson, man. He was a guy I watched uh, during training camp, his rookie season, and I thought, man, this guy's got a really good, really good skill set to be that sort of, you know, I think he's what people wanted Khalif Raymond to be. he's kind of a shifty guy, reliable route runner, good for, you know, a couple catches a game, something like that can make plays. I think Cameron Batson is your ideal wide receiver. Number four, they signed Josh Reynolds. They get him. uh, and, And I think he's a solid number three, but I think you're still without a number two. And Corey Davis leaves a pretty big hole at that position, which is why, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the Titans go wide receiver with their first pick in the draft. I don't know that they're going to get any of these free agent guys that are still out there. I think the draft is is the way to do it, and I, I would not be surprised to see him spend that first-round pick on a wide receiver at all. But in Josh Reynolds, you watch him. He's, he's not as physical as Corey Davis. That was something that I don't think Corey Davis gets the credit for on a national scale for, for being the physical willing blocker that he was in the run game. You know, he was asked, he was not asked to go out there and, you know, run down the field on every play. So I think that's going to be hard to replace. Josh Reynolds is not that guy. Uh, he's a steady route runner, big guy, 6'3, 196 pounds. He knows when to break in routes. He really works defenses to get open. And uh, he he played in an offense that was, you know, predicated on the play action. So there's some level of familiarity there. But I think the people that are telling themselves that Josh Reynolds is going to come here and replace Corey Davis are delusional because Josh Reynolds is not that guy. I think this is more of your wide receiver number three as opposed to your wide receiver number two, which makes that wide receiver number two need uh, e- even more important. Owen, what do you what do you think the Titans should do right there? Should they wait for the draft, or is there a guy out there that you still like to fill that role? You know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Sammy Watkins. I know he yeah. has a meeting with the Ravens today and the Colts tomorrow, but he's still out there and available. Uh, I would say that's a solid pickup for wide receiver too, uh, if we can manage it and the money's right. 
Yeah, it, it's going to depend on the deal for me because I think this is a really talented wide receiver class in the draft, and I there's some guys that I like. People are even starting to, to talk about one of the big three, uh, Jalen Waddell maybe falling to the Titans at number 22, which would be ecstatic. I'm going to write about Jalen Waddell as a first-round option for the Titans this week, so you can look for that up on SobrosNetwork.com. But at the same time, there's no guarantee that anything is going to happen in the draft. You know, you, you can't – I don't know how wise it is to just go into the draft and say we have to get our wide receiver number two out of this draft. You want to go in with the position of, hey, we can afford to take the best player available. And I think you do that by getting a guy like Sammy Watkins, who I think still has plenty left in the tank. And I think his skill set would fit well in the wide receiver two spot for this team. So I'm okay with Sammy Watkins being a Titan. I'm okay if it doesn't work out either way. But um, those, those rumors are out there. And I actually said on Twitter last night that if the Titans end up with Sammy Watkins and Jadavion Clowney, I will swallow an entire apple with my butthole. And surprisingly enough, Owen, I actually gained followers from that instead of, I thought for sure, like there goes at least 10 followers when they see that. But no, I actually gained followers. But that's a good segue. You have follow through. What's that? I said, if anything, people want to see if you have follow through on this. <laughs> yeah, which I told them, don't hold me to it. Like I'm just, I'm just fucking around. But some people still take me seriously. They're going to be disappointed when I don't stick an entire apple in my ass. But this is a great segue for me to bring up the rumors about Jadavion Clowney coming back to the Titans as well. What's your take on that, Owen? Yeah, uh, I feel like the longer we wait, the the better it is for us. Yeah. Uh, Teams are making their moves, and he hasn't been picked up. I don't hear a lot of uh, rumors going around about him, not a lot of talk. So uh, maybe we can bring him back, and we can bring him back at a good you know, contract. It's got to be a good contract. Again, you can't, you can't pay him $14 million like you did a year ago. I mean, there's, there's, got to be, there's got to be a reasonable price for him to come back. But – you know, a lot of people out there are shitting on the idea completely, just like, no, fuck Clowney, it's time to move on. I don't hate the idea of bringing him back to the Titans offense because a little bit of those expectations would be, they'd be lessened a little bit because you got Bud Dupree, you still have Harold Landry, you have Big Jeff, you have uh, Danico Autry now, uh, Jayon Brown is back with the Titans. You don't need Clowney to be your premier pass rusher. So he kind of fits that role of like, the veteran presence in the pass rush group, the pass rush rotation that I'm looking for. So if you can get him for half of what he asked for last year or even less than that, yeah, you know, I don't see an issue with running back. I don't think he was as bad as people make him out to be in 2020. Maybe maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm still drinking some of that missing piece Kool-Aid. You know, I said he was the missing piece that made this defense a Super Bowl caliber team. So maybe I'm just on crack. I don't know. But I don't think Jadavion Clowney was as bad as the people made him out to be. So one more thing before we close up shop here this week, Owen. Let's let's weigh in on the Isaiah Wilson thing. Um, I don't think I'm surprised at all that it didn't work out for the Miami Dolphins, but I am at least a little bit surprised at how quickly things went south after they trade to get the guy What's your take on Isaiah Wilson? Uh, from the talks of what happened, he was late to his physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and decided to not show up to some optional workouts that he uh, talked to Miami and said that he definitely would. Uh, the Instagram video came out of him shirtless dancing on top of a car. Yeah. And then uh, old Panda was just driving through the streets of Miami, rapping to his SoundCloud, uh, you know, hitting a jewel. And I said, there's no way this is going to work out. There's no <laughs> chance. Oh, no. And then as soon as he gets released, you know, uh, the city of Miami puts a lockdown uh, on the beaches and everyone has to go inside by about, I think it's 10 p.m. now. So Panda's not thrilled. Panda's not thrilled. Tough, tough break for Isaiah Wilson. And obviously we don't know what's going on there. Uh, I, I tweeted on Saturday. I have a hard time making sense of this situation because, you know, the opportunity to play football for a living and set yourself up for life is, is hard to come by, man. That doesn't happen for everybody. So you hate to see someone being foolish and, and wasting it. At the same time, if there is something going on there and the guy needs help, I hope he gets it. Cause I don't, I don't want to see a kid, uh, waste an opportunity like that, but, uh, make no mistake about it. This is some dumb shit. This is some dumb shit on the, uh, on the hands of Isaiah Wilson right now. Uh, a lot of potential there that just has completely gone to waste. And I don't see why any team in the NFL would give him what is, what would essentially be a third shot at this point. So I think, I think that's it for Isaiah Wilson, man. You think that's unreasonable to say? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, best case scenario for him is, you know, uh, what's the league that Manziel's in now, player pro? <laughs> I don't know. He could be like a solid backup there maybe. I don't know. He, <laughs> he does not have the discipline for the NFL. No. Uh, it's like you said, sad to see, wasted potential, but, you know, you're grown now. You make your own decisions, and you chose, uh, you chose SoundCloud over uh, the <laughs> NFL. Joe's SoundCloud. Oh man. Uh, that's a good one. I'm going to have to write that down. That's going to, that's going to have to be a, a quote when I share the podcast. Good stuff. Owen. Well, uh, you got any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm just really looking forward to see what we do in free agency and excited for the draft. My man, always love catching up with you. Happy to hear from you again. Glad you're doing well. You're back on your feet. Uh, I know, all of Sobro's nation is rooting for you. Happy to hear that you're doing better. Remind everyone how they can hit you up on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Outspoken Owen at O-U-T-S-P-O-K-E-N-O-W-E-N. There it is. There it is. And I am at Stony Keeley. Collectively, we are at Titans Pod on Twitter and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. Don't forget to check out our friends at Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order and free shipping with the promo code Sobros Titans at checkout. That's manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, you can check out all of our work at SobrosNetwork.com. All of our merch at SobroShop.com. Support the team through Patreon and gain exclusive access to over 200 items of premium content created exclusively for our Patreon subscribers with multiple support tiers available. That's Patreon.com slash Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unofficial Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you take in your shows. We are out there. Give us a rate and review whenever you have a moment. That's how we get better, and we always want to be better for you guys. 
for Outspoken Owen Reed, live from the dad zone. I am Big Natural Stony Keeley. And until next time, you stay classy, Titans fans. And keep those minds right and those asses tight, baby. Tighten up. <laughs>